What's up, tea drinkers? Who's ready to spill? Welcome to The Tea with KG, hosted by your girl, Kaylee Grace. Here you'll find your weekly boost of real talk mixed with laughter, healing, and all of those vulnerable, messy moments in between. The Tea with KG is a safe space for you to show up exactly as you are. We are here to share real-life stories from around the globe and be a community of love, joy, and celebrating life. This is a real-deal show, so there will be coarse language and sensitive topics discussed. The most beautiful stories oftentimes emerge from the darkest of places, and we're here to explore it all. There's room for everyone at this tea time, so grab your drink of choice, spark it up, or just relax and soak it up. Cheers, and let's spill. What's up, tea drinkers? We are back with another episode of the Tea with KG. I'm your host, Kaylee Grace. We are here to spread the sparkle, and I have another amazing guest joining me. I am so, so excited to have the lovely Campbell Ash joining us. Thank you so much. How are you? Good, Kaylee. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm really looking forward to this interview. Yes, me too. So my friend Josie got some healing practices done with Cambo and I saw what she did and I was like, okay, this looks so cool. And it's something I had never heard of. So we're going to learn so much today. It's going to be awesome. So without further ado, the who are you and what do you do? Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me on your show again, Kaylee. My name is Ashley Brunette, also known as Cambo Ash. I have been working with this medicine for four years. I work with two amphibian medicines. One is Cambo and the other one is Bufo alvarius. It's from a toad. And I'll share about my journey to both of those medicines as we go through the show. In my former life, I was a physical education teacher internationally for 13 years. And then on the last day of school, when I was teaching in the Dominican, I actually got an infection that turned out to be MRSA, which is methylene resistant Staph aureus, where I almost lost my leg. It's wow. a super staph infection. And that is basically what led me to Campbell. So we'll share all about that as we go through the interview. Yes. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So you taught internationally. That's so cool. What countries have you taught in? I taught in Taiwan, Korea, Thailand, and then my final posting was in the Dominican. That's so cool. And I also had volunteered quite a bit in Brazil, Dominican, Honduras, as I was teaching. And and when I was in university, I brought teams to to work with children and to build schools. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. I I love to travel too. So it's so interesting, like just experiencing new cultures, new places, foods, everything. So teaching would be so awesome to do all over the world. Like that's so sick. I love it. Yes. It was quite an amazing experience. When I was in Taiwan and Korea, I was teaching English. And then I went back to teacher's college later when I was 29. And then I spent two years teaching in Manitoba, and then I got a posting in Thailand. So I went and I was teaching physical education and swimming and spent two years in Thailand, came back, worked in Toronto for a couple of years, and then went to the Dominican. Wow. Did you say swimming? Yes. I used to be a competitive swimmer. I love that. 
Awesome. Very cool. I actually lifeguarded and taught swimming too. So I'm like, give me the water, the ocean, river, a pond, a puddle, doesn't matter. Give it to me. I love it. <laughs> that's yes, so cool. I spent all my summers lifeguarding as a as a teenager. Yes. Working at McDonald's and then in the summer <laughs> I'd work at a camp and, and we would lifeguard on an open lake. Oh, that's so awesome. And like, there's no better, because I was a teenager too when I did it, no better job. Like I was like, you're active, you're outside. And plus like teaching kids swimming was one of like the most joyful things I've ever done. Like, it's just so cute. And like kids are the best to connect with in general, because like you just keep it simple, tell funny stories, keep it real. And they're like, okay. <laughs> it's one of the most important life saving skills that you can teach, especially to children. And in my experience, when I was teaching in Thailand, a lot of the kids had had very traumatizing experiences with their swim teachers. Mm. There's um, a very much strong disciplinary role that the visit teacher or the swim instructor does and they they don't gently introduce the kids to swimming via games and and letting them go slowly a lot of times kids told me stories about being just thrown into the pool and oh. they had super traumatizing experiences and especially the the young girls they really felt uncomfortable to mm. to change and to be in in swim class so it was a very rewarding experience to be able to teach the kids in a way that was fun and loving and kind and one of the best tips that i got from one of my old life-saving books was a lot of times children don't like to take swimming lessons because they're so cold. Mm -hmm. So what I would do after every class is just take each child individually, their towel, wrap it around them, give them a hug, and yes. say what the job they did. So they really, they really love that a little bonus at the end of the class just to tell them they did a good job and give them that. Yes, wow. the warm, cozy fuzzies. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. You're giving me flashbacks because it wasn't like a ritual I did, but also the same when it was summer outdoor because they would just be shaking. They were so cold. Yes. Like, come here, give me your towel. Like, let's get warm. Yeah. I love so much that you could be that beautiful light for those beautiful kids and show them that, you know, this is a, a fun activity and it doesn't have to be taught in the ways that they had received before. So look at you, you're just doing your light work everywhere. <laughs> I love it. We should dive into your story because I know as humans, we all have a journey. We all have lots of ebbs and flows that get us to where we are and get us to doing what we're doing. And I just love hearing people's stories because we're also multifaceted with so many layers and it's just beautiful to open up and, and, and share that with the world. And it's nice too, because others who resonate can then be like, oh, I, I get that too. And it's just, it's just a beautiful way to, again, cultivate that love and light and safety within all the communities. So let's hear your story, girl. So I'll backtrack to when I was teaching and what happened. I, I have always been, uh, super competitive athlete and I played both uh, basketball and rugby at the varsity level in university mm -hmm. and I went on naturally because sports was something that really helped me as I was a teenager and experiencing a lot of bullying to to grow and to have confidence in myself so because Absolutely. of 
because of bullying that I experienced, I really pushed myself in sports and it was always something that uh, brought a lot of joy. And I learned a lot of skills, life skills through playing team sports. And yes, team really sports well. and competing. It's so beneficial to so many areas of us as humans. Like, I think that's awesome. That, and especially that you leaned into that, like given your experience, like that's amazing. Yes. And, and being becoming a physical education teacher was always on the top of the list and i took my time though i finished university when i was about 23 i went out to lake louise and worked at the fairmont chateau oh beautiful yeah and for a year and then i got my first job teaching english which was in taiwan would come back bartend and then go off to another country Oh, so, fun. <laughs> I feel like when I, I went to university as well, and afterwards I moved to Australia for two years. So I feel that just like bopping around. I feel like you probably met a lot of Aussies too at Lake Louise, I'm assuming. Just lots yes. of uh, snowboarding instructors. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of them when I was teaching in Thailand too. Yes. Yes. So I did that for about six years. And, and then I went to teacher's college when I was 29 in Thunder Bay. And I pretty much got recruited out of teacher's college to go teach in Manitoba, a small town, Lactabani. It's about an hour northeast of Winnipeg. And as I said, I taught there for two years, then I got an offer to go to Thailand. Two years in Thailand, came back, worked in Toronto for two years, and then I was in the Dominican for three. And during this time to teaching physical education internationally, um, encountered a lot of children and a lot of times girls weren't encouraged in sports and I really did my best to bring lots of fun opportunities for the kids to play in class and 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 games that they had never tried before I, yeah. I brought mini sticks to the Dominican and the kids absolutely <laughs> loved it taught them how to play field hockey. So we ordered field hockey sticks, a lot of sports that they had never experienced. Well, yeah, especially you got to bring the field hockey. Come on, <laughs> Canadian <Yes>. coming. <laughs> and, and hockey in general, the kids absolutely love mini sticks. And, and I also, I ran, created basketball leagues within the school and all kinds of intramurals and sports wow. days and Olympic days. I, I really, really, really love my job and was super passionate about being a mm. physical education teacher especially yeah. encouraging kids to be active and not have to feel embarrassed or shamed about their bodies. Yes. Oh my God. One more time for the people in the back. Like we all need people like that around us. I love that. That's so important. And I love that you brought that into your teaching because I would have benefited from that as a kid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and a lot of children I found out and myself being an athlete I never experienced a phys ed was always my favorite class but yes. for a lot of children women girls especially it can be very traumatizing girls mm -hmm. and don't like to feel uncomfortable about their bodies and and guys too but I can relate more as a woman obviously of course to that and and what I've seen the majority of classes around the world and, and girls not having confidence in playing sports because still in a lot of countries, it's frowned upon, you know, mm. it's for the boys. So really promoting 
everybody participating, having fun, enjoying, and getting a workout. Yes, all the best things. That's like Endorphin Central right there. <laughs> so it was a beautiful and a beautiful, beautiful job, and I, I really loved it. And on the last day of school, so this is June 2017, I felt a, a really deep pain in my upper right thigh. And okay. at first, I thought it was a spider bite. And I went to bed that night and I had marked the spot where it was to see if it, it, it became more red and if it grew. Yeah. And it had grown in the morning and I went to collect my paycheck and um, we had doctors on staff. So I got checked out and the doctor thought that it wasn't a spider bite and she, but she, it could be an allergic reaction to another kind of bite. So she just gave me cortisone cream and an antihistamine. And I was on my way to Thailand the next day. I had a stopover in New York, but I was going to Thailand for a month as I had taught there. I have many friends and I was going to spend a month in Thailand on my summer yeah, vacation. That's a great way to spend summer vacay, a month in Thailand, yes. <laughs> so this pain in my leg was really excruciating and I have um, been through a fair amount of things in my life and this was really painful that I knew something was not right mm -hmm. so when I arrived in New York I was staying at an Airbnb and uh, the couple that was hosting me they were really really kind and the woman took me to the pharmacy to get some sort of painkiller and I spoke with the pharmacist she wasn't very helpful at all she just told me to take again antihistamine and I knew at this point it was getting more and more red and more and more painful. Mm -hmm. And I got painkillers and antihistamine. I went back and took them. And then I was debating, like, what am I going to do if this isn't, I was yeah. to fly out the next day at 3 p.m. It's a 24-hour flight. So I talked to my friends in Thailand. They said, why don't you go and see a real doctor and see what they recommend? Yeah. So Luckily for me, the school provided really good insurance and there was an app that allowed us to see where the clinics were around us and oh, nice! And they would take care of, of the bill because, you know, going to the States and, and the doctor there is absolutely ludicrous. Crazy. Yeah. The healthcare there. It's not, not what we have for sure. <laughs> yes. So I went to a clinic and the doctor again, he said, I don't think it's a spider bite. It could be an allergic reaction. Worst case scenario, when you get to Thailand, they can lance it and you'll be, you'll be good to go. Okay. And so he gave me amoxicillin and steroids and I started to take them. And then the couple graciously dropped me off at the airport. By this time, I could barely walk. It was wow. painful. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I'm like, a, I'm very like, I hold my pain. Like it takes a lot for me to say something. I, I'm getting that vibe from you too. Like yes. for you to actually be like, yeah, okay, something's wrong. It takes, it takes a lot of pain. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I mean, I played varsity rugby and yeah. I experienced malaria from after I volunteered in Brazil. So I have experienced a fair amount of pain in yeah. my life. It's not normal. The flight, like I said, is 24 hours. So 
by the time I got onto the first flight, and then I believe we stopped in the States, then stopped in Hong Kong. Both of those times I had to be wheeled to the next plane because oh I my God. could not walk. Wow. Finally arrived in Thailand and my friend came to pick me up and I was in a wheelchair. He was not expecting that at all. No. And and it was excruciating. Like the medicine that I was given, the medicine that I was mm-hmm. given. Air quotes, everyone who's listening, yes. not viewing. <laughs> that I was given, it was supposed to be an antibiotic and a steroid, but it, the pain was getting worse and my leg was swelling. It was, by the time I got to Thailand, it was, there was a lump the size of a grapefruit underneath. Whoa. Wow. Was it like hard to the touch or was it squishy? Hard? Hard. Wow. It was hard. And I arrived my friend picked me up and then I was exhausted. So I just was at another friend's condo. I slept and within 12 hours, I woke up. I, I wasn't really sleeping either because it was just so, so much uncomfortable to rest. Yeah. At this point, I, I couldn't take it anymore. So I called my Thai friend. She's a sister to me. And mm-hmm. she brought me to the hospital. And right away, they said to stop taking that medication. They put me on an IV and made an appointment with the surgeon the next day. Wow. They were on it. <laughs> on it. And in Thailand, you know, you have public hospitals, but you also have private hospitals. I was lo- very lucky to be able to go to a private hospital mm. and the insurance paid for. So very, very thankful for that. And yeah. in that private hospital, I was taken such good care. Mm. I was I was given such good care. And- That's so nice, especially in a foreign country, just because, you know, you don't know what's going on and it's not where you're from. And that's just such a, I would be so grateful as well just to have that care. That's awesome. Yes. So the next day they made an appointment. I was at the hospital for 10 a.m. And unfortunately, no one could come with me because everybody was working. Mm -hmm. And so the doctor, he thought at first it might be a cyst or that I got hit. And it that's what I was thinking. I watch a lot of Dr. Pimple Popper. I know that's weird, (laughs) but I do. So I was like, is it hard? Was it? I was like, is it a lipoma? Like (laughs) going through all the things in my head. Yeah. So that's exactly what he thought at first. And then they decided to do that they were going to lance it. So they brought me into the operating room. And I just remember that at at that point, being in the operating room is when I got quite scared. And I was talking to uh, one of my closest friends on FaceTime. And I told the doctor I can let her go. And he said, no, no, just you keep talking to her. It's okay. The nurse came over and she held my hand because I started to cry. Yeah, it was just, you know, it's overwhelming and being in another country. And I mean, they they were absolutely brilliant, spoke English and really, really cared for me. Um, It's still scary. And it's such an unknown. Oh, my gosh. High high level athlete. And this is my life. My life was sports, sports. It was what I lived for. That's right. And like the thought of not being able to move your body, like that thought, like, I don't even want to think about it because it's just, we, we take that for granted so much as humans. And it's like, you know, the people who value it, we're like, no, no, like your health is everything. Like, if you don't have that, what do you have? (laughs) It's so scary to think that one night you go to sleep normal 
And then yeah. the next day you wake up with excruciating pain. Mm-hmm. It really put things in perspective for me. And anyway, so the doctor lanced it. Well, they actually cut a loony size hole in my leg. Wow. They didn't know till they went in. And once he went in and made that cut, he said, okay, it's not a cyst. And um, it, I felt relief for about five minutes, but then without going into all the gory details, but they had to stuff that hole, obviously mm-hmm. it from leaking, but it had to clear the infection that was inside of it. Right. They couldn't seal that hole. It had to remain open. And I needed to go back to the hospital every single day to clean the hole. They'd have to take that out and put new stuff in, right? Wow. Clean inside of it. And was that painful when they cleaned inside of it? It was, there's no, like, there was no freezing, nothing. And Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Story analogy about it, but it was extremely uncomfortable. Wow. But again, they made me feel so comforted every time I was in that hospital. Mm. And the doctor was excellent. The nurses were amazing. It was just, I'm I'm really thankful looking back that I was actually in Thailand, even over Canada. You know, the care that I received there was was amazing yeah 10 out of 10 and like that's so so key yes so it wasn't until a week and a half later that we got the lab results back and then the doctor brought me in to tell me that it was MRSA what the hell is what's that yeah same here I'm like what (laughs) and MRSA stands for methylene resistant staph aureus it's a super staph infection and it's resistant to most antibiotics Biotics methylene base. Wow. And up until the 90s, it was purely a hospital acquired infection. Mm-hmm. So people would go in for surgery, say, for example, or go in to the hospitals for any kind of issue that they had. And be- because they can't keep everything clean and the overuse of antibiotics, this superbug started to develop. Yes, that makes then sense. Yeah. And then they started noticing it in public, like military barracks, anywhere where there was, it wasn't super sanitary. And the Mm -hmm. number one hotspot, health clubs and gyms. Asian teacher, I had to touch something or someone that had it. And I had a small cut somewhere on my body that it got into me. Wow. So it doesn't take very much for it to go into the body. No. And And they say Western medicine believes that MRSA stays with you for the rest of your life. It colonizes on your skin and it can come back at any time, anywhere on your body. And most people that I've talked to since that have had it, they've had boils all over their body. Wow. So that's how it like shows itself. It's like boils and like the pain like you had. Wow. Boils and it can be everywhere. A lot of times it can be in your nose, underarms, anywhere where it's like warm and moist. I don't want to say, I know some people don't like that word moist, but I just said it. (laughs) That's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) And so it, it was quite serious and you know as soon as um most people die or lose their limbs from MRSA holy crap I don't know if you remember 
there was a leader of, I believe he was the reform party of the, the Quebecois, um, Lucien Bouchard was his name, and he was running for leader of the party in Quebec. He was campaigning and he received a pain in his leg, but he kept going, kept going, kept going. And it turned out that it was MRSA turned into flesh eating and he lost his leg. Holy, so this can evolve into the, oh my God. Wow. Wow. You know, it, it can turn your body septic. If it gets to your bone, to your, into your blood, you are screwed. And wow. we, just in time, they literally had to cut almost to the bone and I can show you yes. that I still have my scar. See if you can see it here. So I have that tattoo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right here is a yeah. indent for wow. all the pieces. Wow. Eggs, but that's, it stayed with me, that, that hole, literally. Yeah. And it's a reminder every day of how lucky I was. Yeah. So is everyone, I, we're, we're not medical professionals, we're just sharing, but I'm just curious if you know, like, is every individual different, like with how quickly it could get serious or is there kind of like a, a set kind of time frame? if you don't catch it past this point, it could evolve or is it kind of individual based? I think it definitely depends on the individual and it being the end of the school year, you know, it's a lot of stress. Yeah. I mean, jobs have stress, but especially at the end of the year for teachers and the Dominican is also a super warm climate and yeah. I we have professional, there's been many professional athletes that have gotten it. And funny enough, that summer, I read an article in the New York times talking about how most times when parents register their kids for sports, they're, they're worried about them breaking bones or getting stitches, but the latest issue with playing sport was MRSA and it was there were many many cases and wow. I was in the New York Times and was talking because in the states itself I believe the status about 80,000 people a year die of MRSA what I can't believe I've never heard of this like this is so educational like I'm so I'm gonna say it again I'm so honored you're here talking about this because like I'm like people need to know these things yeah, so it, it's super serious. And like I said, when I shared with my parents um, that it was MRSA, they, you know, if I could mimic the sound that they made when they found that out, they're like, whoa, Ash, like this is so yeah. serious. My mom's a nurse. She's probably listening like, Kaylee, this is bad. <laughs> wow. It's really, it's super serious. So I, when I got, Again, they, they took such good care of me. I was in Thailand for that month and I went every day to, to clean and um, keep up with changing the band-aids and all of that stuff. It, and it really put things in perspective for me being taken for granted, being able to usually, I would be running everywhere. Never yeah. mind to like be carted off in, in taxis and not being able to walk around Bangkok, which is one of my favorite things in the world to do. Yeah. I was very limited. And the fact of like just slowing right down and stopping. And as some people know, and you're associated every dis-ease that happens in our bodies, there's a, there's a spiritual link. There's mm -hmm. an emotional. And MRSA, one of the number one things with it 
in the emotional sense is putting others before yourself. Oh. And I really mm-hmm. felt as a, a teacher with everything that I did, you know, I was running all the intramurals, coaching sports teams, teaching. I, I mean, I really did a lot of work and I, I've thrown myself into it. It was a huge passion of mine and yeah. just feeling that burnout compassion burnout totally I totally know what that that burnout feels like (laughs) and um and then I I, it manifested in my body and and our bodies old our cells hold memories of trauma oh my god right tons of things that also come up um with that whole dis-ease in our body yeah I love that you brought that up because it is so freaking true like any traumas anything it the body remembers like it stores it somewhere and i can so relate to that because i went through different i think every human's experienced their own traumas i went through some but in my adult life experienced something that was more definitely rocked me more and it definitely like the tension in my body it's not like it used to be because it's been many years since that and lots of healing all the good things but definitely store that tension and like the I don't want to say fear but there was a lot of fear around that situation and just healing from it afterwards and it just definitely it's there so people listening like be mindful when things are happening in the body like do a check for a second and be like okay wait what's going on with my stress levels my emotions has something big happened in my life anything it could just be the day-to-day what you're used to as well like you know like was working passionate loving her job but it still can manifest exactly like you said in the body I love that you brought that up there's an excellent book messages from the body mm-hmm. uh, I forget the author but I can get back to you and we can yeah make a note of it but it, it goes through every single ailment and the spiritual emotional connection to that dis-ease what i need to read this that's That's, so fascinating to me wow like an encyclopedia like all the ailments from a to z wow that's awesome i'm definitely gonna look that up because i just it's it's it is fascinating to me and it's it's good i think to be aware of the other sides of it like it's not just like oh you're hurt it's a physical, no, it's, it, it could be linked to something else. Like, I fully believe that, like, our bodies will scream at us if we're not listening to our spirit and our mind and our emotions. Like, our bodies are going to be like, okay, I'm going to make you listen. Just let me uh, keep on going here. <laughs> it literally stopped me in my tracks. Yeah. And I wasn't able to move in the world. And when I got home back to Ontario, I went to see my family doctor and um told him what had happened and he's like where did you get that and then i explained my what i was doing and he's like okay ash i'm gonna let you know that this is super serious and i do not do this often but i'm i'm writing you off of work for at least six months because we need to keep an eye on it this is a potentially fatal situation and and like i said the western system does believe that it continues to come and Mm -hmm. and so i needed to be super mindful he had i followed everything that he had told me to do and um went through the summer and i was really like 
you know, between the antibiotics and the infection, I felt my really not myself. Of course. I, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine, but especially if your body's not used to taking medicine like that. Like I, I'm not, I don't take, if I can help it, I don't take anything like that. But if I do even have to take like an Advil or something, I, my body's like, whoa, girl, (laughs) what'd you just put in me? (laughs) Same for me. And I've always been more into natural medicines and Mm. it was just really crazy how this happened. But then again, it was making me reflect upon what, what was happening in my life that mm-hmm, absolutely was I not dealing with. And, yeah. uh, and on a side note, there was a lot of other situations that I had also faced as a, an adult. And mm-hmm. a, a lot of them had to do with physically abusive relationships. Uh, okay. And, we're connected. Cause that's like, that's what happened to me as well. So <laughs> I feel you there. Yeah. And so I also knew that I was not taking care of myself because I was medicating with drugs and alcohol. Yep. For, the numbing, for, right? The numbing for many yeah. years before that. Yeah, I feel you. And then again, this was a message. This was a, a big message that you are not taking care of yourself, Ash. Divine and intervention is here. Mm-hmm. And on October the 5th, I had gone out the night before because I hadn't really been out at all. And, and, um, the town where I'm from is the second largest Oktoberfest outside of Germany, Kitchener. Oh, wow. And so I went out for Oktoberfest just to get out and, and yeah. be social. That's and like the- Irish fest in the Miramichi. <laughs> Yes, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I forgot you're from there. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, the next day, I felt that same sickening feeling on my finger. And I was like, what you felt oh. in your leg, you felt, oh my God. And I knew that feeling, I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. So I was like thinking, holy shit, like, no way. And um, it was a Saturday. So I called the Ontario Healthline and then asked if there was a doctor on call close to me and they gave me a a number. So I went to the doctor's office and he said, you know, I can't tell you right away. Um, We have to wait a couple of days. And I said, okay, I know, but I know that it's, it's back. Yeah. My God, I can't deal with this again. Sure enough, got the uh, reports back and it was back and I was just devastated of course devastated. so I went to see my family doctor and I said I don't understand you know I followed everything that you said and how could this come back and he said well you know your hands are something that you use a lot and it's easy to get cuts on them so that's probably how it came back through into your system wow and I was thinking, oh my goodness like not again like there's no mm-hmm. way when I went, Kaylee, into the darkest space I've ever been in my life, I've always had so much energy and enthusiasm and positivity. Like my nickname around the world is the Energizer Bunny. Oh, I love that. There's a reason we're connected today. I love that so much. Yeah. And it was just, it was a kick in every part of my body. Not only yeah. was my physical body in so much pain, emotion, I could barely walk a stair without starting to cry. And I played oh varsity God. rugby, you know, 
Yeah. So this was a foreign thing for you. And I don't know about you, but I found dealing with like the aftermath of trauma was foreign is the perfect word for how I felt. Like I was like, who am I right now? Like certain emotions and feelings and thoughts. I was like, cause I felt also like, like people be like, oh, there's the sunshine. Like the same thing, like positive, like always just naturally. That's just how I always was. And then when all these things started to happen, it was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like it was, it was very challenging for me to come to terms with it at first because I didn't know who I was or what was going on. But yeah, so like how you must have been feeling during that time. Just absolutely devastating. And like I said, I, I felt disgusting physically. Mm -hmm. I felt emotionally, mentally just in a black hole yeah. I can't explain that and I've never had those feelings like the clindamycin mm -hmm. is what they give me it was one of the three antibiotics that work and that just terrorizes your physical system yeah and like I said and the, the links of the infection between my my mental health my physical health my emotional health I just I didn't want to I didn't even want to be here, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It was nasty. The dark night of the soul, for sure. It was brutal. And um, about three weeks into October, I had a conversation with my parents that I just said, I need to get the hell out of here. I cannot be here anymore. Um, mm -hmm. I need to go somewhere and, and deal with this because I, I can't deal with this for the rest of my life. That's right. And, a friend at the time was holding health and wellness retreats in Mexico. And so I made the decision to go there um, at the end of December. So I flew in. Was this 2018 now? No, it's or... still 2017. Okay, okay. So I did fly in like New Year's Eve day to mm -hmm. Mexico. I flew into Guadalajara and then I went to a small town called Ahihi and it's on Lake Chapala, which is the I biggest. like the name Ahihi. <laughs> <laughs> it's the biggest freshwater lake in Mexico. And nice. so I went and it, um, my friend hosted these retreats at a beautiful spa overlooking the town. Mm. And the first thing that we did when I got there was a Temescal, which is known in Canada would be an Nipi or a sweat lodge. Mm -hmm. And right away, just even having that ceremony, I started to feel more like myself. Yes, that's so cleansing. Yeah. Yeah. And then throughout the property, there are hot pools and the water is comes from the core of the earth. Underneath the lake, there's three volcanoes. Like, whoa. Oh, that sounds magical. Oh, my God. The name, the magical town, there really is an energy there that's super special and it is like a vortex and just being on that property was super healing they have all kinds of yeah. beautiful temples and spots that you can just relax and mm -hmm. enjoy those healing waters and the oh sea. my god I like when people try and say nature is not healing I'm like yes it is like I I am a nature girl so if I need to be grounded like that's what I have to do I'm like let me just go to the ocean or just like I even just touching a tree for a bit I I feel it and I absorb it and I'm so grateful like we mother earth we are so lucky to have her and I'm like we as humans just need to treat her better because she provides so much to us that's so like 
necessary for our healing and our growth. So I love that you were able to be in a place that cultivated that energy. Cause like, I, I get that there's certain places you go and you can just feel it. You're like, okay, yeah, this is, this is what's up. Yeah. And, and just having been in such a low place in my life, just being there in the surroundings was super healing. Yeah. My friend went to another ceremony and she was telling me about this ceremony, how she was doing medicine from a frog. And I was asking her, well, what is that? Yeah. Said, it's medicine that comes from a frog and it basically jacks your immune system. And I was thinking, and before I had gone to Mexico, I started to do some research on natural ways to cure MRSA. And yeah. I did a lot of about uh, black seed oil, garlic, and up and before this time, I was taking bleach baths on the recommendation from my doctor because like I like actual would, bleach. Yes, what? it would be three caps into a bath of water because that was supposed to cleanse your skin. You know, I was looking into all of these things, of, and I was actually you know, making suggestions, should I try this to my doctor? Because I was like, just devastated that I never wanted to experience this again. Yeah. It, was, it was horrifying, Kelly. And just Absolutely. like, you know, the paranoia of like having to wash clothes every time I wore them and, and that I'm going to pick it up anywhere again. Yeah. You know, that would gold. affect your quality of life for sure. It, it was awful. Mm. So when my friends are talking about this medicine. I was super in and um, she said, okay, I'm going to introduce you to the practitioner. So I went and watched, observed their ceremony. And then I talked to the practitioner afterwards and told her my situation. And she just said that um, she could do a ceremony for me and she would do a lower dose because my body had been through a lot of trauma. Yeah. And, and just to, to ease into it. Mm-hmm. She explained a little bit more about Cambo, and Cambo is actually the most natural antibiotic, antiviral, antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory substance in the world. Wow. And it's known as the vaccina de floresta, so the vaccine of the forest. And oh, that's, oh, give me that. Give me that all the way. <laughs> and I'll, I was thinking was, you know, my energy levels were so low. I didn't want to deal with this ever again. And at this point I was willing to try anything. I'm thinking, mm -hmm. okay, I get Especially burned. where you're open to natural medicine anyway, like might as well, right? Yes. And then thinking like I get burnt and then they're going to put frog secretion into my skin. Like what? But yeah. Okay. So how does it work? I maybe, okay. Maybe we'll dive into that after. Yeah. Keep going with your story. I'm I have so many questions. I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> um, I, we have my ceremony and, um, the practitioner put five points on and it's a purgative medicine. Mm -hmm. So you have to fast for six to eight hours beforehand. So that's why it's usually done in the morning Okay. so that you've fasted throughout the night and just wake up and you need to drink a liter and a half to two liters of water before the medicine goes on you. Okay. Oh my God, I'd be peeing every five minutes. <laughs> very uncomfortable. People think, oh yeah, I, I can do it. But it, in the moment, it can be very uncomfortable. Yeah. So drank my water, the medicine goes on. And within it, it took me longer to purge, but I did start to purge. And 
and like I said, um, at this time, I could barely walk a stair without wanting to cry, my entire body being in pain. Mm -hmm. And after the ceremony, I just felt this incredible calmness come over me. And I did a little video afterwards and then just hung out. The next day, I swam 30 lengths in the infinity pool. Stop. Oh, my, oh my God. Campbell works. Like, looking at my friends, like, holy, what is this medicine? Yeah, what is this? Where can I get more? Wow. That's freaking amazing. Wow. It was, it was insane. And I was just starting to finally feel back in my body. Like, yes. Wow. And I needed to know more. So I talked more to the practitioner and I was there for about another week. And then I went, came back and then, um, April, 2018, I decided to go back. Mm -hmm. and, um, one of my friends, she was teaching up in Nunavut and she was going to join me, but she wasn't able to because she, of the weather up there, they couldn't fly mm. out. So she basically got trapped. So I was back there by myself and I met two incredible friends there. We just bonded right away. And I like that. A nice soul connection, eh? You can't, you can't like, you know, when it's a soul connection because it's so natural. I love those kinds of connections. We're like in our own world, like yes. we instantly, instantly met and recognized each other from. Mm -hmm wherever we've known each other in other That's right. lives, whatever. And we were there for three days and then we had offered to do a ayahuasca ceremony. Mm -hmm. So ayahuasca Also very cleansing and healing. Have you done that prior or was this the first one? Well, okay. First time. Wow. So ayahuasca, just for people that are listening, it is a psychoactive plant well the ayahuasca is not it has to have another ingredient usually chacruna mixed with it to bring out the dmt and natives been using it in the jungle for many 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 years for healing any kind of physical issues mental emotional it's a visionary medicine where you get many many messages from the medicine and it's wow. I'm so intrigued. I think it would be very powerful and cleansing. It sure, it really, really is. And the ayahuasquero and his partner that were serving the medicine, they are incredible, incredible people and musicians. And it was an amazing experience. So it was eight hours. And then my two friends and I, we went back to our rooms. We slept for two hours and then we had Campbell. Okay. Yeah, so, so with the ayahuasca, do you have to prep for that too? Or is it just go for it? You do. Um, there's contraindications that need to be taken into consideration. So if you're on certain types of medication, SSRs, right. for example, you, you cannot do that, receive that medicine. And um, you do need to follow a special diet before where you minimize salt, sugar, meat, etc. Yeah. Depending on 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 the practitioner and how long you're going to be doing the medicine, it varies, but there there are definitely rules that you need to follow before partaking right. in medicine. Okay. So, you had one cleansing healing experience and then the next day it was Cambo. And that was 2 hours later. Oh, 2 and hours later. Oh my god. Two hours. <laughs> 
So the lady, our practitioner, her Campbell, she was also in the ceremony and she said before we went to the ceremony that, you know, let's just see how it goes and, and we'll play it by ear. Yeah. And the thing is that I had had um, a colonics that afternoon and then we did the Aya ceremony, which is also a purgative. And for me, I was a purging uh, North and South Pole throughout that <laughs> ceremony. It was really, really, really deep because again, I had had this infection twice mm -hmm. in, within a year and within wow. six months actually. And, and then we got a knock on the door. So we went up to do the Cambo and the couple of the ladies were talking who had done Aya many, many times. And they were just saying, wow, that was the strongest medicine that we've experienced. And I was thinking, holy cow, well, for our first time. Yeah. <laughs> girls are, you know, they, they've had the medicine many, many times, but it was very, very strong. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was difficult at times, you know, it, these medicines are sacred medicines are serious. It's not, mm -hmm taking this you're you're there to do your healing absolutely it, it like I would it's not something you take lightly like you're ready you're there you're in it I mean, and then the visions a lot of time the visions it's grandmother medicine that can be very very strong and firm and show mm -hmm. you where you're messing up basically yes and sometimes we need that like you know, yeah. I think that a lot of people are afraid to do these medicines because you have to face your shadow Shadows. Yep. Yeah, that the the shadows like, hey, I'm here. I need you to love me and pay attention to me, and yeah. I'm gonna make you notice me. Like, yes, oh, absolutely. Like, I, that's what I mean. Like, healing in general. It's like I always say, I'm like, it's not this beautiful. I wish it was this beautiful, sparkly rainbow butterfly, but it's not. It's the dark night of the soul for a reason. But I feel, I think it increases our gratitude because you know how how painful and sticky those parts were to to pull the layers back and get get in there and get real with yourself and be like, okay, what's going on here? So I, I think it's like, like painful and challenging. Yes. But so worthwhile once you kind of, and it's, it's cool too. Cause you get to know yourself. You're like, Oh, <laughs> I think it's awesome. And that's how you grow. You yes. know, you can really accept all parts of you. Yes. You know? and, it, and it, I mean, we are, so many times we're always trying to be better and do this and do that. And yet we are perfect as we are, but it's for yeah. ourselves to embrace. Absolutely. All parts of us and, and nothing else matters in this world. Mm -hmm. really. And, and even people, you know, we give our power away by allowing others opinions of us or uh, to distract us from our true paths. But really, we're here to love ourselves and get to know ourselves in this lifetime. I preach, oh. preach, mama. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I'm like, one more time for the people in the back. Yes. I get a hell yeah. Yes, yes. You are with the right audience and co host today because that is what we, well, that's what's up here. Like 100% mic drop. <laughs> yeah. So we go into Campbell and in the middle of purging i get this message and i'm ah, right in the middle of a purge. Yeah. it was like 
the frog was speaking to me, Ash, you, you need to learn how to work with this medicine. You need to train, you need to go and learn, and you need to bring this medicine back to Canada. And, yes. and that's it. And I was kind of like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> this medicine right now? I'm like, yeah. between both purges and like, what is this really happening? Yeah. It's, it's not psychoactive. Cambo is not psychoactive. So I'm thinking like, why am I even getting a message like this? Yeah. But again, when spirit comes knocking, you listen. The door is open. <laughs> yeah. So finished that ceremony and um you know the practitioner was like man ash wow you know you you did an awesome job because she was in the ceremony with me in the two hours before where i was purging my lifetimes yeah purging lifetimes (laughs) and here i go to the example you would think that it was like no it was still more 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 wow that's incredible like it's it's it blows my mind because sometimes physically you're like, what else is in me to give? But it's like so spiritual, like, oh my God, it's amazing. It was wild. So I, I, I finished the ceremony and I was, I just had so much energy. I was like, there's no way that I'm going to, to, to bed. So I went down to one of the pools and just sat with this and, and kind of said, okay, like mm-hmm. let it happen. And I talked to my practitioner to see if she would be able to teach me. And she said, I would love to, I'm just not at that place yet. Uh, I myself have been just working with this medicine and, and she said, but I think it it would be amazing for you to do it, Ash, and like look into some of the other organizations that are, are teaching. Yeah. And, and, and she said too, you know, it's really important to go to the source. Mm -hmm. So I put that out and then I kept People kept coming along to my path and there was a couple practitioners that had worked and trained with the IAKP, which is the International Association of Campbell Practitioners. Oh, cool. And um, so I started looking into them and I found that they were offering a course in October in Sri Lanka. And Sri Lanka is somewhere that I had always wanted to go. I Mm -hmm. met a German grandmother on one of my many times in Thailand. And she said, Ash, if you ever get the chance to go to Sri Lanka, go. It's what Thailand was like in the eighties. It's super beautiful. Oh, beautiful. And so that always stuck with me. And then I looking at this IAKP page and seeing that they're doing a training in Sri Lanka. And I mean, the frogs are from the upper Amazon basin. So Brazil, Peru, Colombia, Venezuela, Guyana, but the IKP offered trainings in different spots in the world so it would be accessible. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. And what are the chances of all the places, like of all yes. the places? <laughs> the universe is like, this is for you. <laughs> Absolutely. And so I messaged them and they said that they were full, but they would let me know if there was any cancellations. Yeah. So in, in my my head spirit was saying, don't worry, Ash, you're going. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, a week later, I get a, a message saying that a spot had opened up and, you know, if I wanted in, sign up. And so I did. And it, the course started, Kelly, October the 5th. Stop it right now. 
I can't. The universe synchronicities doesn't, they'll never get old for me. Like there, it's always so cool. I'm like, fuck yes, universe. I see you. Message received. (laughs) Yes. So October the 5th, 2018, a year to the day that I got my second infection and said like, I cannot do this. I can't deal with this. I was on my, well, I had gone the beginning of October to Sri Lanka and then Mm -hmm. did my course it was incredible. I just thrived. And, and in the, one of the first practical applications that we have to serve, um, another person, Mm -hmm. I was mixing the medicine and a message just came through because I was so calm and it it was just like, you've done this thousands of times. Oh my God. Your past lives like that. You are a healer. Wow. It was just so clear. I was so calm and it it got me thinking that everything that I've done up until this moment in time, from being a lifeguard to a babysitter, to a coach, to a counselor, to a teacher, to a bartender, all of those things have prepared me for this role in holding sacred medicines. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And like, and healing others and like using everything you've learned from all your teaching, all your natural ways and being able to give that to the world. That's so beautiful. And just uh, being able to hold that space for people to do their healing, you know, every ceremony, the person is with the frog, you know, and, and it's their ceremony. I'm there to make sure that they're safe and held in that way and assist in whatever way, but it's them doing their healing work with that spirit of the animal and with that medicine. I'm just really a guide. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I have a question because I need to know. I'm like, do you have your own little frogs or like where, or does the, like, what, how does that work? (laughs) So the frogs only produce their secretion in the jungle in their habitat. Okay, cool. And where does it come from? Their mouth or like what, how do people get it? On their legs. I actually um, brought a little frog here. Oh, so (laughs) cute. (laughs) Um, I had the opportunity in March, 2020 to go to the jungle and to collect medicine. So this is the color of the Campbell frog. It's the Campbell frog is known as a giant monkey tree frog or the Bila Medusa B color, which means two colors. So underneath they have this super yellow and on here is very, this bright green and, and they're big and they live in really tall trees and they're nocturnal. Is that like a nor like what a size is of one or is it? No, they would be like, wow, they're like big babies. <laughs> so th- about this size, but when their arms and legs stretch out, they're really long. Wow. I think you have a picture of me with the frog and that's what I do was like sitting there. Was that so, from when you were getting the medicine? Oh, so cool. Yeah. And it was so hot in the jungle and there were so many mosquitoes. <laughs> um, hashtag first world problems, but yeah, really like, whoa, it, it was an experience and a half. So the frogs live in really high trees and in order to call them, you imitate their sound. And it's kind of like a bark. It's like okay. a. <laughs> Anyways, our guide, he was imitating the sounds, and then two females came down. And how they do it typically in the jungle is the frogs. You, you call them, and 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 
and they'll come right in. Onto they'll come right to you. Wow. And they're super friendly. And then in order to collect the medicine, typically what they do is tie the arms and the legs. It's a little bit uncomfortable, but it doesn't hurt them. The frogs are not killed. They keep coming back to the people. So <laughs> yeah, there's no share yeah. their medicine. Yeah. And it's sacred. Part of fear is to share their medicine and they love to do it. Yeah. And, uh, it was an incredible experience. So I wanted to show you, this is what a typical Cambo stick looks like. So it's okay. about a third of a ruler and you can see the secretion on there, that sticky part. Yeah. It It's dried onto the stick, but what happens is the frogs are tied and, and there's a little tool that you and irritate their nose. Mm -hmm. they're, they're stretched out. So that causes them to produces secretion which is a defense mechanism yes other animals are trying to harm them they can produce this and most animals will be deterred by that okay so then the frog is stretched out and the secretion is all like on the side here and then on this side of their body mm -hmm. and and so it's like a secretion that looks kind of like glue really okay white and then you just take a stick so you have your cambo stick i'm just gonna get <laughs> <Not> that <laughs> it jumped literally <laughs> spirit is with us <laughs> yeah so you scrape the side with the one tool and then put it onto the stick and and just for five minutes five minutes was all it nice. takes so i was singing and just praying with the frogs and thanking them for their medicine and typically it takes five to six frogs secretion to fill a stick mm -hmm. each female gave me a full stick of medicine one female whoa one female gave me a full stick the other one gave me the other side of the stick which the man that we were working with our guide he said he had never seen that but it was it was just incredible it was mm -hmm. incredible and it's like further confirmation, like you're in the right place. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Like that is amazing. It was a magical, magical experience and very important. I think that if practitioners have the opportunity there, it's a great way to not only go back and to learn where the source of the medicine is coming from, but also to be in sacred reciprocity, to go mm. and work with different communities and give back. Yes, we're preach. Not, we're not here to be taking. It is really important to go and source the medicine, work with people and give back by volunteering, even spending some time teaching English or yeah. playing kids bringing down whatever medical supplies that the communities that you're working with need you yeah. know it's, it's very important to be in that sacred reciprocity and it's yes. super generous that the frogs love to give the medicine and we're using this medicine from the south up here in the north so mm -hmm. i think very important and that's for that's my belief Oh, I agree. It's, it's, I think in life too, it, we have to have that gratitude and that, like you just said, that reciprocation for others. Like we're, we're all just walking each other home. We're all humans, like, and, and animals, of course, helping us out as well, but we have to show gratitude, respect and mutual love, you know? So I think that's awesome. 
Yes, for sure. So that was my experience. It was actually, I, I went to the jungle in March, 2020 and they shut down the world <laughs> the day yeah. I to the jungle. So I was locked down in the jungle for two months. Wow. The situation that the world faced in the last two years. And then mm -hmm. finally we got out and spent another month in Lima. And then I eventually got a repatriation flight back to the UK where I flew out of. And I decided to stay in Europe for the summer because I, I was just not feeling coming back to Canada. So I had been working with Campbell for a year and then Bufo, the toad, medicine was really calling to me and I had an opportunity to do the toad medicine in Toronto with a Mexican practitioner in 2019 in November mm -hmm. and I went with one of my best friends to that experience and I had done a lot of research on Bufo it had been calling to me for quite some time so I'd done a lot of reading and got information to make sure that you know, I felt comfortable in the ceremony and I had talked to my yeah. teacher and she had worked with the medicine quite a bit. And she told me one of the things I can recommend the most, Ash, is that you ask how much medicine that they're going to give you. Mm -hmm. To kind of jump over to my experience with the, the toad medicine now, but I had done a ton of research and I, there were some things that were just kind of red flags but mm -hmm. i was ignoring it because i was thinking but well, i had thought that I, I needed to go to mexico to experience this medicine and um when this opportunity came up and i had done a lot of reading about the practitioner online and there was all glowing reviews and we got to the space and it was one of the things that was really standing out to me as a red flag was that they were holding ceremony for two to three people an hour every hour for like eight hours Ooh. and I was thinking this is weird like yeah already it seems like a lot Bufo factory and I and it was but I was still like determined because I wanted to do it in my 40th year yeah and and that kind of overrode my like intuition around the right road. and anyway we get there and it's myself and my best friend who, you know, it was one of her first times to do psychic. The toad is known as the God molecule. It is the most powerful psychedelic in the world, mostly because of it's such a quick time. Like you're okay. in the medicine from anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes. Okay. Cambo is not psychoactive. The, the toad is. It's um, okay. considered to be the most powerful psychedelic in the world. Wow. Um, there are lots of other very powerful medicines. This being the quickest is another reason why it's considered to be so powerful. Because right. you have a journey within, it could be 10 to 30 minutes, where some other medicines, it's eight hours longer. Yeah. We went into the medicine and I was first and, and I had asked the lady um, that was running the event three times how much of the dose and, and, and she never answered me. And so again, and then coming into the ceremony, it was just super fast and there was no, I want to say. It doesn't feel sacred the way you're describing it. It was just come in, like 
quick introduction to the practitioner and then they like told us to sit on these mats and I was kind of like well and the next thing I knew the the practitioner is holding up this prayer for me to say out loud and I, I hadn't even put my stuff down I need to go to the bathroom I didn't even get a chance to really like say anything to my friend and I was just kind of over overwhelmed and yeah. you're nervous too and then it's like a little bit intimidating going into this dark room. There's only candles and mm -hmm, of course, and, and you know, you, you want to know your practitioner and who they are. It was super cold and looking back, I'm thinking, Oh my goodness. But again, it, it showed me why this had to happen the way it did. So they told me to start breathing and then they just basically held the, the vaporizer up to my mouth and because I asked again just as we were before we're doing it how much are you giving me and the lady was just like don't worry just trust just trust and then it was like my whole inner being was screaming but then it was just like okay and that next thing I know the medicine is being put to my mouth and then they're holding my nose which is also a no it's no not for me it's not for me I, I know that there are some practitioners do that but that that was really scary it was very mm. invasive for me in my space and and then I didn't have control so that it, it was literally blast me with medicine hold my nose so I can't breathe and that stays inside of me and then I was gone gone that I I don't remember anything Kelly except for when I was coming to I heard a voice I thought it was music and then I heard a and then it was coming clearer and clearer as a woman's voice. And it was, and then I realized, oh man, that's my higher self talking to me. But it was so much that I couldn't grasp it. And then I came out and I was like really dizzy, super hot. And like I said, my best friend was beside me. And, and then I slowly turned over and they were all standing around my best friend and she was in rigor. And my first thoughts were like, oh my God, I'm like, she's dead. Oh my God, her mom's going to kill me. What the hell am I doing? And then she started to groan and I was like, <gasps> like this. And I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, get me out of here. And all the reading that I had done before about Bufa was like, you were literally like a newborn baby. It is one of the most powerful experiences in the world. The first things you see here, everything is, is crucial because you were like a newborn baby. And I was, yeah. you were just here. met with like bad vibes. Not good for like, it was horrific. And then, and then they had this other room that it was supposed to be for people that were, you know, having a longer experience. God forbid you went over your hour. Yeah, exactly. Long. How do you like, even put a time on something like that? Right? this you never know what's going to happen and this mm. we'll talk about it a little bit more why I'm such an advocate for practitioners that are safe and you knowing your practitioner knowing where their medicine's coming from knowing how much they serve how much experience they have what kind of environment you are going to be in exactly and so I the assistant brought me into this room, which was so bright. And there was other people still left over there. It was messy. They're like, oh, just lie down. And everything was so irritating because I was so sensitive. Like they were whispering. I could feel like it was in mm. my ear. And then finally they left. And I was just like, the messages started coming. Ash, you need to learn how to go in 
um, work this work with this medicines, you know, you need to be an advocate as a female practitioner. And it's not to say anything, but there have been a lot, there has been a lot of abuse throughout all of these sacred medicines, a lot. And you need to ensure that clients are in a safe environment. You're going to hold them. They're going to be prepped as much as possible. Mm -hmm. You're going to be in a safe space, just as you've created with your clients for Campbell. Yeah. You know, and even the little kids you taught swimming, like you made it safe for them. Yeah. All, all of those gifts that I have for loving, unjudging, holding people in that space it was like you you gotta go and you gotta learn from the best teacher you gotta seek out the best teacher in the world and you you need to do this yeah there needs to be more women in sacredelics absolutely mm -hmm. so that was november 2019 and then fast forward go to the jungle have that experience get out in europe I went to visit a friend that I did. Uh, I volunteered at a Campbell training course for him and he had studied to, to serve ayahuasca. So I actually did a plant dieta, um, which is a, another day topic we can talk about. Yeah, I, I was going to say, we're going to have to do a series because you have so yeah. much knowledge. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I did a plant dieta, which is typically done in the jungle in isolation. And again, you have to follow a super strict diet. We'll go into it another time, but that was for two and a half weeks that I did that. And then coming out of that dieta in July, I got a message because I had spoke with my, the, my future teacher. I had, um, sought out some information from other sources. And then I had sent her a message just before I went to the jungle and something said message her again and uh, and it was August and I sent her a message she's in Mexico a Mexican woman and she was recommended by a few different people one of them being my Campbell teachers and I asked her if she had any trainings coming up and mind you this is in 2020 when yeah the world was uh, yeah uh, Ashley was in nine countries <laughs> that year. <laughs> That's amazing. I am here for that. <laughs> so I messaged her and asked if she had any trainings coming up. And she said, yeah, we do. It will be in Mexico and it's in a month's time. So, you know, fill out the application and we'll have a chat on the phone. And, and you can let me know if you want to come and I decided to go, said it's 2020, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> so, and I went and, and did my training in Mexico. It was absolutely incredible. And thinking about it too, you know, I was pretty intimidated to going there, having had that experience, but I just knew that I needed to go and learn. Yes, and your soul was like, yeah get there. You need this. I like, I like love when your soul, your intuition, your higher self, it's, I, I love that feeling. Cause like you don't question it. You're like, I don't know how it's all going to work out, but I know I need to do this. So I love that your higher self, you're so in tune with it. Cause it's, it's awesome. It was, it was just, I'm thinking, God, you are crazy girl. <laughs> 
2020, having had that a very scary experience with this medicine, but it, it, it really pushed me again in the same thing with the, with the Cambo that this is needed and, and you're being called. Yes. And doing it in the right way, which is so key, like you said, because it is so sacred, you know? Absolutely. And, and we're talking about powerful, powerful medicines that if misused can cause many different issues. Yeah. So I did my training and then I decided to go back to Ahihi, which is a town where I first the swim in the 30 laps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, cool. um, and I experienced all of these sacred medicines. This was in Mexico. And I went back to the town to give an offering to the land to say thank you. And, um, and then I ended up staying there for a year, pretty much. I just came back last August. And I came back with the mission and intention to bring the amphibians to Canada. And I mean, there, there are definitely other practitioners in Canada, but my mission was to restore the use of these medicines in Canada. Mm -hmm. I love that. And how do you, like, once you get the secretion, like, for instance, when you're in Canada, like, how do you get it? Like, do you have some stored or like, how does that work exactly? I have some stored and then I have a connection with, so in Peru, it's the Matsis tribe that works with Cambo. In Brazil, there's many different tribes. In, in Peru, it's the Matsis. And so I have a connection with a man who's one of the chiefs. And that's where the, the supply of the medicine comes from. And I will try to get myself down to the jungle at least once a year or every two years to collect and just to give back mm-hmm. and, and do some work down there myself. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I was curious because I was like, how does she get the stuff? Like, where where does it come from if she's in Canada? So that makes sense. Yeah, and, and Kaylee, just jumping back to our conversation because I kind of skipped right into the, the bufo. But what I wanted to say, so since I, I, I did Cambo, I never had another infection of MRSA. Yeah. And one of the peptides, so Cambo, the secretion is all peptides mm-hmm. without going into a big science lesson. Peptides are small chains of amino acids and they're produced naturally in our body. So there's a, they've isolated nine of the peptides in the secretion, but the indigenous people believe there's over 200. So Cambo does different things to our body. It's, and, and our bodies unlock so easily to it because it recognizes a substance. Mm-hmm because we produce it in our body. So yeah. one of the peptides is what causes you to purge. There's delmorphine in it. It's one of the ones that they've isolated. It's 40 to 50 times stronger than morphine. Wow. And then dermseptum is another peptide in it and it helps to clear any type of bacteria, mold, fungus in your body. And I know that is the peptide that cleared the MRSA from yeah. my body. Cambo has helped to clear cancer from people's body, Lyme, any kind of autoimmune. It also, it contains neuropeptides. So it's really good for people with anxiety, depression, PTSD, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. the neuropeptides can break the blood brain barrier and go right into your brain to help 
clear. Originally, it was used for hunting magic, medical, so clearing malaria, snake bites, and for clearing of panema or bad energy. Okay, cool. So Cambo, that's originally what it was used for. And without making any kind of medical claims, I just know this for myself personally, because it has cleared the MRSA from my body since yeah, I've worked, you've lived it. Yeah. And I've worked with two other clients that their bodies were riddled with MRSA. One woman, she found me from the States. She found me online and she came up to Canada and I spent four days with her, probably did six ceremonies. Wow. She's never had MRSA again. That's and incredible. I quick question too, with like, um, how long and how many does the length or number of ceremony depend on the person as well? Or is there? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So if say, for example, we were working on a certain issue like cancer, mm -hmm. you know, depending where it was, how advanced it is, we would do, we'd set up a, a program that would decide how many treatments and what's necessary okay and like i said again there's no medical claims but i have seen myself personally mm -hmm. and i have had many clients that have experienced all kinds of benefits from this medicine yes oh my god i'm so intrigued i'm just like i want to know more i want it done on me <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wanted to ask too for like how I, I know you travel because just from us speaking, but how do you offer your services? Do you do, I don't want us to call it a tour, but how, like, cause you were in New Brunswick and I know you were in Manitoba, Ontario. So how do you do that? I, I really felt called because I, I have connections throughout Canada and I felt called when I came back to start in Manitoba. And, and, and I was just there and present and offering these medicines. And there, like I said, there are practitioners throughout Canada and the ability for me being non-attached and without children, I have mm -hmm. the ability that I can move quite easily. And I know that there are many people who want access to the medicine. So Typically what I've done, how it's worked out this year is it seems to be I'm two months in one province, come back home for maybe two months, go to another province, come back home, et cetera. And it, it has kind of been a tour this year. Yeah. Like, Cambo tour. <laughs> the amphibians on the road. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been absolutely incredible. And what I've really been encouraging people to do, this is kind of developed organically is what I've called the program and it's three cambos and then a bufo usually in the span of a week and after the basic treatment with cambo I can work with chakras meridians and ear points mm -hmm. to pinpoint different ailments or afflictions and as you know chakras are energy points so putting medicine it doesn't guarantee that it's going to to do the specific thing that you want, but it's a little bit of a push for the frog to go in that yeah. direction. And oh, I've seen absolutely. incredible results working with chakras and meridians and ear points. Mm -hmm. So 
each ceremony builds on each other and you go deeper with the medicine and then having your body physically, mentally, physically prepped for the bufo, I think is really, really, really important. And mm -hmm. I know that it's not for everybody and it's, it's not feasible, but definitely really encourage clients to do at least one camel before stepping into the medicine with bufo. Yeah, I think that's so smart because you're still going to get the purging and healing without the psychedelic part of it because that can be kind of uh, intimidating to be like that the psychedelic part kind of intimidates me a little bit like I would definitely want to start cambo and then go. <laughs> yeah, and it gives yourself time to to prepare your body for this experience with the bufo because it is yeah. very strong and you know they're, they're both amphibian medicines so they have a different spirits than plant medicines which all medicines for me are extremely beneficial but it is a, definitely a different energy and those amphibians really work well together you don't you would not do cambo after bufo for at least a month okay beforehand is okay but afterwards you want to give that medicine the the toe the space to integrate and and just be with that medicine yeah. And like you were saying, it's like the newborn baby experience. So if you, like, you, like, it makes sense to me. I'm like, okay, yeah, you need to give that time to, to marinate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And just uh, be in a space and allowing those messages to continue to come through. Mm. And I, I, you're going to speak, I know only on your experience, but did you find the messages that were coming through? I know just from the stories, the, the Bufa was a lot, but like with Cambo too, like, are they sporadic? Was it a lot for you all at once? And did it continue to happen? Like as like after you were done the ceremony? Absolutely. And the thing yeah. is that like you change your frequency and your field. So the messages continue to come through. And like I said, Cambo isn't psychoactive, but after the first maybe three ceremonies for myself personally, I started to get messages. And most of the time in the first ceremonies are really in the physicality because it is not an easy ceremony. It mm. is called warrior medicine or deal medicine for a reason. It is very difficult, but people can do it. You know, a lot of times yeah. people are scared and you don't know your own strength and it's 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. That medicine is typically on 20 to 30 minutes, but the real intense part is about 15 of those minutes. Yeah. And it is, like you said, like we are so capable of so much more than I think sometimes we give ourselves credit for, like, especially with something healing that's going to put you to that next frequency or help you heal from something that maybe has been with you for some time. Like I'm here for it. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Give me that little bit of the pain for pleasure. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's all the intensity and the uncomfortableness of those 20 minutes is worth it for all of the beautiful benefits that come. And, you know, Cambo frog medicine has always been associated with cleansing, clear, clearing, cleaning, getting rid of ne negativity, um, which is used to bring frogs to haunted houses to clear the energy and absorb the bad spirits. That's so cool. And in Cambo frog medicine really helps you to connect to your heart, to yourself. Mm, I think that I all love that. really do 
but um, as one shaman quotes and says that Campbell helps to align your heartbeat with that of Mother Earth. Oh God, that's so beautiful. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's really powerful medicine. And, wow. and I give credit to both of these amphibians for being so incredible for connecting us to ourselves and removing those veils. Yes, removing the veils. Yes. Oh my God, you're saying all the right things. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any final words of wisdom for us? I feel like the whole episode has just been mic drop after mic drop. But if you have anything else you'd like to share, we're all ears. I just really want to encourage people to do their research and these medicines are to be given with trained professionals. There have been many incidents of people buying these medicines off the internet. It is really, really, really dangerous. Mm. I encourage all to do their research and to find a practitioner who they resonate with that they know where they get their medicine from, how long they, they've been working with the medicines, just their their vibe. And, Absolutely. And if they resonate with the practitioner or not and really listen to your instinct and your gut. And I think that I'd love to encourage everybody to, to at least start looking at these sacred medicines as a way to get to know yourself better and to come to know yourself. Oh yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. I'm like, my next question, when are you coming to BC? <laughs> yeah, people that have been wanting me to come. So I think that BC needs to be. You got another the, one right here. <laughs> yeah, on the tour for sure for next year. Um, I spent a month in Calgary in August and, and then I had to come back for another event, but I definitely would love to venture to BC and, and, and be out there. And like I said, there, there are practitioners throughout Canada and just do your research and, and, and be safe with these mm. medicines. Definitely. Let's plug in all the ways people can connect with you if they'd like. So if you want to include your social media, website, all of them, you can just let us know what your handle is or what your website is. And I'll make sure as well for anyone on YouTube, it'll be in the description box. If you're listening, podcast will be in the show notes. So you okay. can go ahead and let us know. So Cambo underscore Ash on Instagram and then Cambo Ash on Facebook. Those are the best ways to get a hold of me. And if you have any questions, you can just send me a message and I can get back to you and go from there. Perfect. Yes, that's that's how I reached out. I was like, hey, I was like, yes. you seem amazing. <laughs> how about a podcast episode? <laughs> I just want to thank you so, so much. I'm so honored that you've taken the time to sit with us and share your amazing story and wisdom and love and light. And I just, I think you're amazing. And I, I'm like, okay, we need to have more episodes because you have so much beautiful knowledge. I'm just like, I just, this was such a beautiful honor. So I want to thank you. Thank you so much, Kelly. I really appreciate you reaching out and listening and all the questions. I, I love it. I love your enthusiasm for searching out all kinds of people and, and to really get these stories out there. I think it's beautiful what you're doing and uh, just 
being even via a computer screen, I can feel <laughs> the vibrant energy and I'd love to give you a squeeze in person. Oh my God, me too. I'm such a hugger. I'm like, get over here. You're coming to BC yeah. next. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I love it. I feel the exact same way. I can just feel your beautiful energy and light exuding through the screen. And you know, it's good when you can feel it through the screen. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. thank you so much oh you're i was gonna say no thank you but it, it was just perfect oh my gosh well that is our tea time for today everyone i want to thank the listeners as always for tuning in i want to wish you love and light as always i really really appreciate every single listen view it means a lot just to build up this beautiful community of openness kindness love light gratitude all those beautiful beautiful things and i just want to wish everyone an amazing day night whatever time it is that you're taking in this episode and we will see you next week bye <laughs>